This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. everybody welcome back to dustin's vinyl what's going on um hope you like my uh beautiful purple jacket it's gonna make more sense a little bit later in the show uh jeff made fun of me up top so i'm a little angry trying to shake it off (laughs) his shirt is worse than mine so uh, it's good to see you guys thank you for anybody that tuned in last night um we had a fun time with the uh, premiere party and i appreciate you uh tuning into that if you were a part of that i'm very excited it's christmas is coming up it's uh the 23rd i guess is today and um you know you can't go wrong with the random pull of the gambler himself mr kenny rogers this is a great great christmas album um this i don't think anybody has a better voice than kenny rogers when it comes to just country you know 70s 80s country music and uh this is exceptional album um it's got uh, it's got some stuff i never really heard of like that you you know you go like uh sweet little jesus boy kids carol of the bells some uh i think some stuff that was kind of written for him specifically and then some classics oh holy night and white christmas and uh yeah kenny kenny uh, rivals the white christmas version of uh ben cosby so it's great album so make sure you get some and it's you know we lost kenny i think last year and he was a great uh you know artist that's him with his wife that's been married they were married for like 50 years or something but uh this is a cool album so um i think there's three or four kenny rogers uh christmas album there might be one with dolly Parton, and i love kenny rogers i you know i felt like he was uh he kind of mainstreamed country for, you know, Johnny Cash and a lot of people did some definitely laid it down. But I feel Kenny Rogers is one of those guys that kind of took it to the next level of pop and, and kind of just crossover music with country and kind of uh, top charting hits and, you know, just a great voice. And like all his collaboration work was great with Dolly Parton and all that stuff. So get this album. I think you're going to like it. Um, you know, any Johnny, uh, pfft, Kenny Rogers album, Christmas album is a win-win. <laughs> so I'm very excited today. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun. I got to change my little thing here before I bring in my pesky co-host. <laughs> He's always making fun of me. Uh, so we are going to have a good time today. I got to take this down because we have a great show lined up for you. I'm going to bring in my host. Uh, he's a very, very accomplished uh, music person in the production field and security. He worked on the road with a bunch of bands. Uh, he's owned his own record store. He's perfect for the show. I give him shit, but I love him dearly. Give it up for Jeffrey Paul, everybody in the building. All What's right. up, buddy? Dustin, I make I tease because I love you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that. You know. you know that. And I love also love Kenny Rogers, man. I like wearing women's clothing. It's like that's that's what you, real rock stars do. Uh, listen, it's not <laughs> every that type rock of show. star you idolize has worn women's clothing. Okay. Your all top right. five. They all wear women's clothing. Ozzy? Absolutely. More than everybody. Are you kidding me? When, is Ozzy, when did Ozzy wear women's I've seen him in a full wedding dress. He I'll send you some pictures of Ozzy. Are you Ozzy? Come on. Like no, Sharon on. dressed him up a few times in a mini oh, Okay. Bruce Dickinson, Iron Maiden. No way. Stop it. Absolutely. He Stop wears it. a tutu when nobody's looking. <laughs> How are you today, Dustin? I know you're I'm excellent. You're, I'm you're, very good. I'm so excited. We're yes. feisty. We're we you know we are gonna look at one of the classic albums of all time today, man. This classic this, musicians, I mean, classic albums, classic movies. It really it's it's one of the top for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh if you haven't guessed by now, people, we are talking about Prince and we are talking about his masterpiece, Purple Rain. That's what we're going to talk about. I mean, you talk about complete domination of the entertainment world. I mean, 
Did you, did you know that in the same day, the same week, he had the number one album, number one song, number one movie in the country? Insane. Let, let's talk about just how staggering the sales figures were for this album alone. Um, if you look at the year before, okay, in May of 83, he had come out with uh, another great album, 1999. Yes. And that was certified platinum, you know, over a million copies sold, right? On the first day of release of Purple Rain, okay? A uh, 1.3 million copies sold. And within three days, everything that Warner Brothers had manufactured sold out. I mean, this is a monster, monster album. And uh, this, this is a great album. And first of all, you should have started with Dearly Beloved, who gathered here to talk about <laughs> Purple Rain, which is Prince's, you know, just masterpiece for sure. Um, yeah, I, this album was everywhere. This album was um, and it, it's it's interesting because I feel like there was a lot. It was kind of like people that thought Michael Jackson was a little cheesy. Um, I felt like we're drawn to Prince. I felt like a phenomenal talent and Quincy Jones, you know, produced amazing work with Michael, but I feel something, it was something gritty and just different that, that, that Prince brought to the table that I feel a lot of people, you know, you either kind of Prince or Michael people. And I feel like I was definitely a Prince guy. Like the first time I saw the pictures of him and just this grittiness, sexuality, and, you know, this is a different kind of thing that nobody had ever really, you know, kind of, there's never been a person like Prince ever. And I think it's, you know, this album just really changed everything for me. Yeah. I think people didn't know how to kind of like peg him because he was hailed as the new Jimi Hendrix, but his, you know, I mean, where he did have aspects of guitar leads. And like, when we look at this album, there are definitely rock and roll songs on the album. And then there are songs where there is very little guitar and it's heavily synthesizer. Yeah. Well, he's so, just, a, yeah, he's an extreme talent. I mean, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, that famous quote, uh, somebody said, what does it feel like to be the greatest guitarist? He said, I don't know what you asked Prince. Like he was quoted as saying that. So that's how much respect somebody like Eric Clapton had for the guitar playing of Prince and Prince could play every instrument. That was the thing too. It's like, he was just phenomenal he, he, talent and played almost every instrument on this album as well and here's well, the revolution did a lot of work on this album let's don't they, take them they, out they yeah. did like no uh wendy and lisa uh contribute. the entire band I, I saw them actually last year they're phenomenal they're such a good band who, who they just, did uh, a lot the, of work on this the revolution you saw i did i saw the revolution at the sony theater on in uh, Times square area oh that must have been good right yeah it was great it was uh yeah it was cool it was weird you know because there's no prince but they're still doing prince songs <laughs> you're just waiting for him to come out at some point but it's like he's gonna come out i just know it is this is like a hoax and this guy's coming back and uh, but they had a guy that sounded like him and he was phenomenal and so they uh -huh. had kind of like a you know a ringer that uh had a great prince voice was it just one? I'm two guys that, actually one could do the deeper stuff and then one could do the high stuff i was just gonna ask that, that was the talent of friends he could do both but yeah it was they had two guys that kind of interchanged well let's get let's get into the tracks here and like like you, you uh said like let's uh dearly beloved i mean you know this the, the opening eulogy of the album you know of this thing called life um it's a it's, it's a great opening it's the opening of the album. It's a, the opening of the movie. It's a great rock track. Um, it features not one, but two guitar solos on it. <sighs> and, you know, this show is called Dustin's Vinyl. And there are multiple um, vinyl versions of this song. And the B-side of this, if you can find it, is um, Erotic City. If you get the, the long version of Let's Go Crazy. And I remember selling this 12 inch in um in my record store uh let's bring in adam holtz um adam what's there? up adam how you doing buddy hey guys doing all right <laughs> we're doing great adam do you remember this song let's go crazy of course he does oh yeah yeah do, and do and, you remember uh, uh, uh do you remember erotic city no no oh and you know just like just like dustin was saying before um so i i was a kid in the 80s and you really you know, you had the big three, you had uh, Michael Jackson, you had Prince, you had Madonna's like the big three pop at the Absolutely. time. Absolutely, That's right. And um, I felt like me and my friends, 
you know, I was, I was pretty little in the eighties and, and uh, we listened to Michael Jackson, but you know, you had an older sibling who most likely was into Prince or um, you know, mostly somebody in high school or, or college. I, I just think I kind of missed out in the eighties with Prince. I, I really yeah. didn't get into him until the two thousands. Yeah. Prince taught us, um, he, it was something about like when you're like a little skinny guy, like in Texas, <laughs> like myself, <laughs> that you could still get chicks by being like, he taught, I don't know, there's a sexuality that he kind of like, it was yeah. almost like that he taught guys to have. And yeah, I, I mean, I know how to have sex because of Prince. Like I know how to like, you know, please a woman because of Prince. Like right. <laughs> it was dirty and every guy's dirty. Like, that's the thing is, is like, we hide our sexuality. Like we act like we're good dudes, but we're filthy. And, and that's the thing was Prince owned it. And he, and, and, and so it was kind of like, okay to kind of embrace that kind of, you know, sexual thing that, you know, that we're always thinking about. And then Prince with these songs, he really just kind of made it okay to, to, to be sexy and, and just kind of enjoy this life and not be so caught up, even though he was Jehovah's witness, which is weird because he was so devout Jehovah's witness, but, but his lyrics and all this stuff was so sexual and kind of over the line. So it is interesting how, you know, this whole thing came about. I mean, this is, you talk about sex, man. You look at the track Dolling Nikki uh, on this. I mean, that's the opening lyric of that song. This Love song, that. It's, right, it's sheer sex. Uh, I started sex. masturbating right before that came out. So it was like <laughs> kind of my anthem. Yeah, if you're going <laughs> to masturbate without a visual, you would do it to this song. If you could see, that was a great story. And what's really, great if you really bring yourself there, you're like, is he masturbating in a lobby? Like, what, what's <laughs> happening? Nikki Who's was masturbating in a lobby with a magazine? Yeah. What kind of right. lobby is this? Wait, was like, it, is this a Hilton? Was... Like, what, what what lobby is it? I thought it was Nikki who was yeah, masturbating. Oh, Nikki's yeah. masturbating. Yeah, That's right. Nikki's Nikki. masturbating, which That's makes right. it freaky and sexy and 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 dirty and like, yeah, I want to be there, you know. Uh, what's great about this one too was this was the song that set off the whole those whole um, Supreme Court trials with Tipper Gore because oh she God. found her daughter. Yeah. Uh, reading the lyric because she had this. Everyone had mm. this album. Um, yeah. yeah, man, this song. Had, I know it, when you listen to, like to the song itself, it had like that menacing grind to it. That dent, dent, yeah. dent. Such a great dent, album, dent, right? Yeah, and that's the thing with all the Tipper Gore stuff. That all those things just made those artists sell more records. That's all it ever. It's all it's ever done. It's always the opposite effect. It doesn't. It doesn't prevent kids from you know. No kids gonna go and go. Oh, my parents don't want me to listen to that. They just that's why they buy. It. Yeah, now you're gonna buy it, right? Yeah, I wonder if that's even happening anymore. Like I, I guess, you know what I mean. Like you're a parent. Like I guess you know it doesn't really happen. I guess right. Like it, you know, I think there was a time with us when we were younger that that was kind of a big deal. But you I don't, can't control it now. I mean, yeah. you know, every I mean, kid has a has a cell phone and the cell phone has access to the internet and all you have to do is put in WAP and you know, Cardi yeah. B song is going to come out and that blows. And we talk about a, a, a sexy, dirty song that blows Dolly Nikki away. It makes it look like uh, Jack and Joe went up the hill, you know? Um, you, but gotta, I mean, you, gotta, you have to understand Jeff, when you say these things that like people, you know, a lot of these kids are young, so they have no idea you're referencing dice. They just think you're talking about Jack and Jill went up the hill. Like, a, well, <laughs> well, listen, if any of these young kids are listening to this uh, podcast, I'm pretty impressed. One and two, you know, I am Johnny Lawrence. I think the I am the real there. version of Johnny Lawrence these days. I'm just um, saying. Uh, I like the second track off this album too, man. Take me with you. Uh, that's a that's a, a cool song. like poppy it's funky me. song. Uh, it's a Who does duet. the feature on that? Somebody else is singing. Apollonia. Up. Apollonia. Okay. It was originally supposed to be Vanity. She was supposed to. Oh. She was supposed to be cast in that that's role. Right. They and, look exactly the same. I can't tell them apart. So. Oh, they're both gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're both gorgeous. Um, Vanity was Prince's girlfriend. Apollonia okay. wasn't. You know. I think um, she became his girlfriend. Yeah, um, but it's a, it's a, you know what it is? It's a dreamy song. It has great use of strings to it. Um, Apollonia wasn't much of a singer. She wasn't much of an of an actress. They they she was really basically uh, a cheerleader. I think she was a, a Los Angeles Rams cheerleader. 
and she was trying to for a career in modeling, but she looks so much like uh, Vanity. Prince, you know, had that eye, pulled her out. But, you know, when you talk about Purple Rain, it's hard to differentiate the, uh, the album from the movie, you know? So, you know, it, it, you know they kind of go hand well, in hand. I thought it was um, interesting that, that, you know, the album came out before the movie. It did. So, And that's always a brilliant move. And I think that's, you know, that's uh, Saturday Night Fever did that. Like there's certain albums where, you know, why wouldn't you do that with every movie that has a, a heavy, you know, music soundtrack to it? Like it's it's the most brilliant thing ever because then you just get traction on 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 the music, and then once people see the movie, they connect everything, and then it's just like then it's a super hit. So I really think it's the most brilliant thing to do. I would think you had to do it with this movie in particular because um, the, they weren't sure how this movie was going to go over, especially with white audiences. It was a it was a it was a, a first time director doing this as well. Yeah. Um, Prince had a vision and because you originally the part of Morris Day in the time was supposed to go to John Travolta. That's what they really mm -hmm. wanted for uh, the role. Right, that would have been a nightmare. It, right. It would have been weird. You know, I mean, can you see anyone but Morris Day playing that that part? Well, Morris Day's know? a singer. Like, it's like that they're in a band. Like, that's Prince's, you know, kind of side band. So it's like it made more sense that he kept it musically within the family. Well, I think you that's know. what he wanted to do was keep it yeah. within the family. But the studio wanted to have like, you know, real box office. And if you're going with a first time yeah. director, you want someone who's going to draw eyes. And again, they didn't know. Who was going? Who who was going to go see this? Who was, was this going to be marketed to? So originally, the out the uh, movie was supposed to be released in only like two hundred movie theaters, yeah. and then uh, they tested it. The album was a huge success, and when it opened nationwide, it opened up in over nine hundred movie yeah. theaters and became like you know this this blockbuster. But what I like about Apollonia, even though like again, not the greatest actress, not the greatest. She had a sweetness about her, um, which was a little different than Vanity, and it played so well. In lingerie, of, like, especially. Yes, lingerie. <laughs> she was, like I said, off the charts hot, <laughs> you know, but she played so well off of Prince, you know, like Prince's character. Was I don't know. Did she? Uh, I don't yeah, know. Definitely. There's a, there's a, there's a, I don't look at the acting in that movie because it's pretty bad. I look at uh, <laughs> just kind of, um, you know, the musical expression that it is. Like, there's some really bad acting in that movie. I don't look at the, I separate the album from the movie. Um, I enjoy the movie because of what it represents, but it's, you know, it, to me, it's all about the album. I feel the movie's like, <laughs> it's an 80s movie, and no matter how good the movie is, it gets caught up in kind of cheesy 80s stuff. And so I just feel like, but the album on its own, I think it really, you won't, you don't even need a movie with this, with this album. Like it doesn't, the movie doesn't need, you know, the, the movie, you don't need this, the, the movie to sell this album. Like it just holds on its own. And I, I actually enjoyed it better before I watched the movie. I remember it was like, I, you know, got the music and sort of getting, cause I was really into 1999. That was my big cassette that I just played over and over and put the little, you know, pencil in and like messed it up and try to, you know, screw it back in there the and Japanese play it over headband? and over. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I just love 1999. And then, so I was looking forward to this, you know, this album coming out, but, but the movie, you know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean by that movie? Like it's, it's, it's definitely not the wall. Like it's not a great like music movie, but no. it's, it's, it's fun. It's good. And there's some emotional parts that are definitely great. I don't want to diss on Prince's acting, but you know, I think it's uh, to me, it's more about the music. No, but yeah, but what, what it did was it really put him in, I mean, he made him made a star. A, Absolutely. I'm just talking made, about right. like, my he made fan a of the major, music. major jump from Absolutely. Think, about, think about what his popularity was, you know, a year before with 1999. Oh, and then, then 13 months later, you know, he has, you know, he's again the biggest thing in entertainment and Absolutely. never comes down from that. I mean, Michael no. didn't have a movie. Madonna didn't have a movie. She Madonna later on, she had does, a lot of movies. Well, she, does, she does later on, but it was, yeah. you know, but it was Prince had it first, you know, and then later on she did that, uh, that get into the groove movie. Who, who's uh, that girl? She did a bunch. Yeah. She did a bunch that, of that, came, that came after Bruce yeah. didn't have a movie. Remember in 84, you know, he was just as Michael big. had a movie uh, as the whiz, bro. Oh, but it, but it wasn't based on his music. He no, played a part in it. I know. Okay. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Moonwalker also. It was great as The Wiz. It's a great movie. The Wiz is great. That's great.
Wait, you're gonna you're gonna say Purple Rain is dated, but not the Wiz. The Wiz is it's yeah, it's all dated. I I, <sighs> I didn't say, but I, I it's a different kind of energy, the Wiz, because first of all, it's a playoff of of kind of you know Wizard of Oz, obviously, and so it's a different kind of conversation. I'm just uh, I don't like any movie. <laughs> Where the person, Richard Pryor made this mistake too. Um, I don't like a movie where, you know, someone's playing themselves. It just always kind of bothers me. That's just my thing. Like Walk the Line was great because Johnny Cash wasn't playing himself. There was a guy that lost himself in this role and he and he, he was able to kind of, when somebody's themselves playing themselves, Muhammad Ali did it. Like there's a few people, it's just, it's always just a little off. And that's just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm right. Prince is the god of gods. I love, I'm wearing a purple jacket. I love Prince. I'm just saying I don't like it when guys play themselves in a movie, when they're playing their their lives in a movie. You know what I mean? Are you yes, with me on that I at do. all? But he was the kid. It was still kind of his story. His dad was a musician. There was some tragedy that happened. It was it was late, loosely based off his life, just like you know JoJo Dancer was loosely based off based off of Richard Pryor's life. Like they they do that kind of thing where they loosely base it, but it's still kind of playing themselves. The kid is Prince. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. He struggled in clubs, and he, you know that kind of you know it's it's the same story. Similar the guy who played uh, Boom Boom Washington from Welcome Back, Cotter, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, didn't that? Didn't he play his father in the movie? Is that who that was? I have no I think idea. it was. I'm pretty, oh my God. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Yeah, Adam, you're younger. Well, there was a show called Welcome Back, Carter. And uh, Tell me you don't know that show, Adam. Well, it was with uh, Travolta, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping <laughs> you didn't, so Jeff felt older. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk more tracks here. Tracks. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you think about the beautiful ones? The third track on it. That's a good one. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. I'd say that's my favorite on there, especially on dark- re- just re-listening to this. Yeah, it's it's a dark track. I think it's powerful. It's deep. Yeah. I love Prince's falsetto on this one. You know, um, and that's that that has the famous line. You know, where do you want him? Because I want you. And that's a great scene in the movie as well, where you know he's kind of calling out Apollonia on that one. Dustin, you like the beautiful ones or this? Uh, yeah, I think it's a good song. What's your favorite track on this? Um, let's go crazy, probably just for the guitar. Um, and uh, you know, I'm gonna be cheese out. I'm gonna say I love Purple Rain. Um, I feel like it's it speaks to me as the way it builds. Um, that's the best part of the movie. I'll tell you that is um you know just the idea of someone you know it's like that uh, eminem moment you know it's like you don't know if he's gonna pull it off and it's like this this the energy of that of kind of you know that's that's one thing i do like about the movie is that particular moment where it's like everybody's skeptical like he's going through some shit and as an artist you know that like we sometimes we have to perform when people die and when you know tragedy happens in the family, or, you know, and then you still got to get up and grab a mic. And so there's something beautiful about you know that scene where he's you know just pulls off this amazing song. But um, yeah, Purple Rain is like you know I can listen there's, to that thing over and over and over and over. There's two interesting stories associated mm-hmm. with the song Purple Rain. One, he didn't want to write the lyrics himself. He reached out to Stevie Nicks. Mm. And Stevie Nicks was overwhelmed and she was like, too much pressure. I can't do this and turned him down. And the other one, if you listen to the chord changes on this, it's very, very reminiscent of Journeys Faithfully. Mm. So Prince winds up calling Jonathan Cain, who wrote Faithfully, and asked him, hey, let me let me play this for you. What do you think? And he was like, hey, look, man, I'm just honored that you, 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 you acknowledged it. And no, no problem, because he didn't want to get sued, and he didn't want to be, you know, saying I'm ripping you off. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it was a song that went to number two, only to be held up by Wham's uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. So two polar opposite songs here. And well, also, I, this is the yeah. longest uh, song on the... Uh, yeah, and it's also, you know, the name of the movie was supposed to be Dreams. Yes. So, yep. you know, yes. this song, you know, was so good that I think they just, that's why they kind of targeted everything around it because it was just such a powerful song. Do you guys remember the first time you heard When Doves Cry? 
Um, that was the song that did it for me. I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, I was probably in some sort of Camaro, um, <laughs> some sort of Z28, some sort of Trans Am type car. Um, yeah, I remember on the radio, I'm sure I heard, you know, and the video is phenomenal. The video freaked me out. What's cool about uh, when Dove's cried, there's no baseline. So it right. just has this creepy kind of just weird sound. It's like, it's amazing when you take out a baseline that a song sounds so much different without it. You're so, we're so accustomed to that, that baseline and the drums and the guitar and everything is, you know, that simple kind of emotion, you know, uh, instrumentation where it's just all together. But when you take that out, you're just, you know, it's a different sound. And I think that's the beginning of that song is so amazing. I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. It just um, kind of draws you in. It's just like this echoey kind of, you know, this thing. And then, and then it's like, he's talking about fucked up stuff. And it's just like mother and wife, this stuff, you know, parents and love me. And like, it's all emotional. And I think a lot of us had broken homes. You know, I know I come from divorced families and families beat the shit out of each other and stuff. And so this, you know, this comes out and it's just like, you know, it's just like, it's almost like, yeah, I get it. And he gets me like this song kind of spoke to a lot of us that were going through kind of like, you know, broken homes. So, you know, that's one thing I loved about the song itself. Yeah. there And there is no real drummer on this. This is all drum machine as well. Um, yeah. I didn't like the way the song was used in the movie. If you remember, this was basically, uh, it's, it's the lead track. It's, it's the, uh, it was the number one, uh, it was a number one song. And in the movie, remember, they used it only as part of like a montage uh, scene. Mm. You know, that's because the 80s, like- if it, that was made now, they would have placed it better. It's just the 80s. Like, oh, we need a montage scene. You know, like <laughs> Rocky like no had easy one. way out so- in, in Rocky Four. <laughs> exactly. Ultimate montage scene. Rocky's popular. Everybody loves a montage scene. You know, it's like, yeah, that's what ruined like 15 <laughs> movies in the 80s. They all the mod Scarface has a montage scene. You know, you don't, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's yeah, montage scenes ruin so many movies. Right. Even I, well, with great music, you can ruin it with a montage scene. You had a great Whoa. song, and like you would have liked to see maybe a performance of it, no performance of it. But like you said, you know, uh, the performance in the movie of Purple Rain is almost hypnotic. And the same thing with the beautiful ones, you know? Yeah. Uh, also, you know, real strong. And, and even the opening number. I mean, this song, I would have liked to have seen a, a better use of this song in the movie. But I mean, it, it's still a great song. It was a song that, you know, that it's, for me, that really cemented Prince as a superstar because Little Red Corvette off the last album and Controversy and the song 1999 were, were huge hits. But this was the song where it just, man, it, it was everywhere. Well, it was everywhere. And- everywhere and nothing sounded like it and that right. was that was right. what separated it you know from so many other things and that's that's why i was drawn to prince it just was different man it was just this different sound that you and just and each song kind of has its own kind of individuality and and that's what i like about prince is um i i there's this great um if you're on spotify there's a there's a great a track that came out after he died and uh it's uh, I think it's coffee and piano or something. And it's um, it's just the piano tracks. It's just they found these cassette tapes of uh, all this Prince music where he's just at a piano. It's called the piano cuts or something. And he's just, you know, it's just him. And he does kind of Purple Rain. He does Purple Rain just by himself on piano and stuff. And it's just really cool shit. But uh, but probably I would say one of the most talented people that's that's ever existed because because I think, you know, it's like you take somebody who, you know, like Eddie Van Halen, who's a great guitarist and composer, great at guitar, great at composing music, great at having a successful band. Um, but I think the sound of what he's doing kind of taps out. Whereas Prince would just, and there was a lot of failure with Prince. Like I think a lot, and that's kind of like what's great about him is sometimes it wouldn't work. It would just be this weird music that you're like, kind of a, like, okay, I don't, <laughs> the Batman soundtrack or around the world in a this day. Is interesting. It's, I mean, there's parts of that that are fantastic. And then parts of it are kind of like, eh, you know, but I, that, that's, what's great about Prince kind of like, you know, what they say about Jordan, like he missed, you know, as many shots as he, you know, made cause he's, you know, he's just producing this prolific, you know, amount. And so that's what's, that's what I love about Prince is that he kind of just took these risks and just, and just had this, you know this mind of a mad almost like a mad scientist musician yeah uh 
there are nine tracks on the on the album, and eight of them were written within the same time frame. The only one, and it sounds different too, is "Baby I'm a Star," and he loved playing. Have you ever? Did you guys ever get a chance to see Prince? Yeah, I did. I just saw. Yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I've, I've seen him, and he loved playing this live. Um, yeah, this song he wrote way before, and he always had this vision of what he was going to be. And I th- always thought that was kind of uh, cool, but this was w- way before uh, Purple Rain. Um, and again, it, it's the only song that's not written in what was always considered his heyday, you know, because you know, he wrote so much. Like when he, when when they were putting tracks together for this movie, he had over 200 tracks for the director to pick out what was going to be in the movie. Coincidentally, <laughs> Purple Rain was not one of them. Yeah. You know, and and what Just they came up with. So sure. He was constantly, constantly writing. He had, you know, that he does. I think you could find it on YouTube. Um, he had originally wrote Manic Monday for Apollonia. Because remember, he was oh. he was hell-bent on making Apollonia a star. Yeah. And she remember yeah. he came up with Apollonia 6. Um, but Bangles he had originally wrote Manic Monday for her, but it really didn't go anywhere. And it winds up being a major hit for the Bangles. Yeah, he wrote a lot of songs, you know. Um, Nothing Compares to You and all Nothing that, you know, today you. made her a huge star. It's like, yeah, he he was, an ama- that's a, that's another thing. Like, not only a great musician and an amazing songwriter and launched a lot of careers. And I, I like Moore's Time of the Day. I kind of wish they were on this album. Um, I think Jungle Love is, uh, Love you that. know, it's yeah. fantastic. And it's like, and it's just a fun Silly, and I, I love the element of uh, Morris State. Nobody could have played that. John Travolta would have. That would have been ridiculous. It needed to be a black dude. It needed to be somebody that could dance. It needed to be somebody that had that could wear <laughs> a fur authentic. coat and smack a bitch and still be likable. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's like, and that's what Morris Day brought to the whole thing. And uh, so yeah, so I love, and that that was Prince. Prince wrote that song and wrote all the music for them and. So yeah, so that's the thing too. Is it's like he launched these bands just almost like accidentally, just like had so much to give in the music industry. It was phenomenal. There was supposed to be a sequel to Purple Rain. Thank God the there sequ- wasn't. Sequels are the, never good. And the the sequel really wasn't even going to be about Prince. It was going to focus around uh, the time. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That probably would have so, been too much time. That was the best thing about the, you know, there was just enough of them, you know, Jesse, now Jerome, like that was enough. They had their moment, like too much, <laughs> too much more stay would have gone a long way. It was, <laughs> but there was just the perfect amount in that film. But I do, I do love the, I love, I don't know, more stay in the time. It's just so fun to me. And so what's that on? Is that like, how did they do that? Did they do an extended purple rain soundtrack or something? No, none of his songs are on Purple Rain. Oh, that's it's, just it, on the Morris on, Day album? It's on the Time himself. album. Okay, yeah. so that's on his own thing. They didn't do like an extended Purple Rain thing. Okay. No, no, it was, it was that. I mean, I think the other hit off of it was Chili Sauce um, w- w- was on that. Uh, the Bird. Remember The Bird? Yes. Oh, you know? God, that was a horrible song. Yeah, it's um, like that. That was the thing. <laughs> I could do it in this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good in this jacket. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, well, let's go back to um, kind of, uh, you know, I was reading a little bit about everything that kind of came together. And, you know, um, I also feel Michael Jackson is kind of like, you know, his success, um, as I was saying, there were Prince guys and Michael guys. I think his success opened it up for somebody like Prince, because I think people were looking you know, for more crossover type artist, And I think, you know, the fact that Thriller was so popular, I think that's that sure that was, you know, that helped a lot. You know what I mean? Like making people trust that, you know, there was a new guy in town and, you know, somebody that was similar to Michael in some ways, but completely different than others. I think what Michael had going for him, one, he was a star before before Thriller you know, with the Jackson five and then off the wall and he's produced by Quincy Jones. And he's very, very Quincy, mainstream. Yeah, it all, it's all Quincy right. to me. Right. Yeah. Prince was, he produced himself. He wrote himself. He, he plays the songs himself. And I don't think people knew how to categorize them. You know, yeah. how, how, would, saying, how would you have categorized them back then? 
right? And think about what controversy was. His yeah. first his first uh, song, first album, it was a very weird disco song and very, very sexual. Yeah. But the thing is with Michael, it's like, I mean, I'm just saying after Michael, a lot of people started, you know, I mean, most people weren't into, you know, black musicians like they became after Michael. Like it, it opened up kind of this thing where people were, more open to it because there was a lot of you know well, you had Lionel Richie you had the Point the Sisters you know who were big you know Dinah Ross than Thriller so, completely different than Thriller Thriller was so mainstream they, they weren't running in the streets for um, Lionel Richie like they were for Michael Jackson that you know was it Dancing on the Ceiling that was oh, a my huge worst song of all time um, was nothing close to anything that was happening to, you in don't Thriller. think it's fun to dance on the ceiling does <laughs> you come on <laughs> I think I think you would enjoy it. I think if you get, if you're a little more open minded, gave it a shot. Michael Jackson was gigantic, and so people wanted another Michael esque. I say esque. I'm not saying he's like Michael. I'm just saying he's esque. He's a light skinned black dude. He's you know he Adam dances Fenway. around like you know. But the th the difference between Prince and Michael is as Michael needed Eddie uh, Van Halen, Prince didn't. Prince could just oh. play him played himself. <laughs> and so that's the difference. You know, there was, you know, there was so much going on in, in the, the launch of Michael Jackson where, like you said, yeah, I mean, Prince, I'm a Prince guy through and through. I mean, I'm not a huge Michael guy. Like I love the, the Jackson five more than I like thriller stuff. My girl and I fight about it all the time. I mean, it is one of the most successful, you know, perfectly produced albums of all time for sure. But, you know, I'd still rather listen to Purple Rain. I'd sure listen to the, I, and I like the, you know, even the other, I, the one after Purple Rain, was that, um, what was that, uh, Paisley? What was the one? No, no, it wasn't it was, the movie. It, what was the movie, the black and white movie that came out? Oh, uh, Under, Under Cherry Moon. Under the Cherry Moon. Yeah. And, uh, uh yeah, that was yeah. a piece of shit. But the soundtrack well, but is like, great. But like you said, you know, listen, he he tried a lot of stuff. He, he you know, he didn't have to put out everything either. But he did, and also he had he was had to. He kept the soundtrack out is phenomenal. I love that soundtrack. Kiss is one of my favorite uh, Prince songs. I'm sorry. I mean, I like all the cheesy hits. That that's a fantastic song. Yeah. I still like. Yeah, it's good. I, I still like kind of like the early stuff. The, because you don't dance. I like to dance. No, no, dude. <laughs> oh, you, like, you don't you dance. Don't know we talked Pollack. about this. You hate dancing. You no, hate I'm people a, that dance at weddings. A, I, I do. I, I don't, because it's stupid. But I am a phenomenal <laughs> dancer. It's stupid to dance at a wedding. Everyone knows that. What are you talking you listen, about? Listen, okay, first of all, nobody calls themselves a phenomenal dancer. Nobody calls themselves a phenomenal dancer. Well, I am. I'm phenomenal? A, I'm, 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 I am a great phenomenal. dancer. Phenomenal. Prince was a phenomenal dancer. Are you are you dancing I well as Prince? To try to, I used to like to emulate the nineteen, uh, the uh, little red Corvette dance when he would do that little Yeah, maybe breakaway. when you were 15, dude, but I'm talking well, now. You think you're a phenomenal dancer right now? We're going to get am? some video footage. Adam is going to come over with a camera, and we're going to see I'm how I'm a phenomenal dance. dancer for 20 <laughs> seconds right now. I am in I'm in the worst shape of my life. But uh, I, but 2021, no I get rhythm, back. Jeff. I've seen I you am, walk. There's no way you're a phenomenal Dustin, dancer. I am a great. You're from Staten Island. You're not a phenomenal dancer. That's what makes me a great dancer. No. You had to be a great dancer. No, I didn't, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. No, I wasn't that guy. Listen, this is how this is how you got girls back in the day. You had to be no, able to dance. Girls. I danced I can too. Dance. Yeah. Dude, but I, I was a, phenomenal. I've never called myself phenomenal anything. I was in anything. a play as just strictly as a dancer. Do you a backup dan dancer? Do, do you have a history I don't know about? Talk to me. What kind of dancing? Well, it was like I, I like to dance. I was a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> did you break dance? I, no, I didn't break dance. I didn't I walk bro, around. I, was, I did some breaking. Yeah, you you had your own cardboard and big fat laces. I tried. Th did you? You know, I tried. I had parachute pants. I gave it a shot. I wasn't why, great. Why, at why it, did this I, come out during the Run DMC episode? I don't know because you didn't bring it out of me. <laughs> That's your job. Okay, well, <laughs> well, 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 four episodes later. I mean, everybody was trying to break dance. Well, everybody tried to do the moonwalk. Everybody tried, tried to break dance. Everybody, you know, everybody tried to rap at some point. Everybody, you know, we all try to do these things. But, I mean, I was ever phenomenal at any of these things. When it came to dancing. <laughs> like you. <laughs> listen, I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a great, great dancer. Well, okay, I, we'll I think move you, I, on. But I before think you can we move use on, that adjective. I just don't understand the dancing that you're doing. Do, we have, do you have some VHS video? I want you to try to get that for next week or whenever we do this again. 
but uh, uh, I do I have want, video somewhere. Oh, I want to see some video of you dancing. I really, yeah. it's important. I think the viewers yeah. out there. Let's yeah. ask some right. people about Prince. Is there any live people out there? Can we? Yeah, any Prince yeah. We questions? got uh, we got Michael Hugo saying is Kiss is my favorite jam. I don't give a damn hell. There we go. <laughs> there was a. Uh, he said jam. Yeah, favorite jam. There's a uh, jam too. I like that guy. Don't be <laughs> to our viewers. We only have 14 of them. All right. Be nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mac Dave is wondering what song would you dance to? Would I dance yeah. to? Yeah. yeah. What song would you dance to, Jeff? Of a Prince song What's or your any dance song? song? No, you're a phenomenal dancer. Then okay, you should my, have like my, a cue that my, you. My go to song? Okay. You, back in the day, if you put on. Uh, Jesus Christ. If, if you I put on and I, I could listen, I danced to disco, you know, like, you know, songs Did like get Savage it? Give Love. Give us a song. Okay, have... I'm going to say Savage Love was a song I used to dance to by Divine. I used to also uh, dance to, you know, Born to be Alive, you know, Patrick Hernandez. But then I also would go to like these uh, punkier clubs. And I would dance to Public Image Limited. You know, uh, right. I used to I used to do I used to do goth dancing. I used to like that. I used to like us. Um, right. uh, uh, Jury's still out, though. Jury's still out. I don't no, know. I love dancing. I don't think you understand, you know, the word phenomenal, what it means when you drop it. Dustin, <laughs> what, if, if ever, it's a serious word. Ever, it's a serious if, word. I've never said that about myself ever. Well, maybe you don't have the dancing skills I have. Dude, are we gonna have a are we gonna have a dance off? Because that would that would help the show's ratings. I battled. <laughs> I had a dance battle last year at my son's last graduation. Year. Okay. Yes. My my son was dancing kind of professionally. He worked for like a, a production company and he was dancing. And um yeah, we had like we had a, a dance off battle. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell something. Did I you crush I, your kid? I, I, I you crushed his the, dreams of being I, a dancer. I still got, I still got some moves. I still got got some moves moves left. Okay. I just, you're just such a big dude. I can't just, I don't see where the moves come from. Listen, I can see you being a good wrestler. I just don't see you being a good good dancer. Let let me lose a couple more pounds. Let me, let me, you know, (laughs) you've been saying that for 10 years. Shut up. (laughs) Who you are. (laughs) The 20, no, it's not, no, not anymore. In 2021, I go, I go back down to fighting weight. Okay. Anybody else? Any more questions? Dancing. Is, yeah, Jay dies a lot. Wants to know if um if you had a uh, rap name like all the cool people from Break Into Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Did I have a rap name <laughs> or Jeff or Break Into uh, both of both of you guys? Oh um no, but I I I didn't have a name. Well, the Chess King Kid they called me because that's where I used to shop. It's uh I don't know if they had those in in Staten Island. I worked, I worked that one. Did you? Okay. <laughs> I, I worked at one when I was a, when I was, I was a chess king kid and when uh, I was a junior yeah. in high school and break into electric boogaloo. I mean, that was definitely my jam as well. Um, that's, that's a pretty good movie. Um, Turbo is my dude. I think that mm-hmm. was one of the guys in there <laughs> and I crazy legs, I think was in break into electric boogaloo. And I did a comedy show. It was a Salem's arts festival, the cigarette company. And I was the only white guy on the show. It was a festival and I had to follow crazy legs and crazy legs is an amazing dancer. And he was, he did a Levi commercial, I think the past couple of years, but he's, I mean, whenever you have to follow something that's not stand up, you know, like a musician or dancing. I did a thing on my album where I talk about following a lasso guy. Like, you I heard, know, I heard that. it's anything that's like not comedy is the most difficult thing because people get into things like that more than they get into your stand up comedy jokes. And so, yeah, I follow Crazy Legs and he just blew me off the stage. I just I just ate it. For like four minutes and they were like just literally at some point chanting crazy legs crazy legs. <laughs> <laughs> like shut up it's my turn <laughs> that's what they used to call me they used to call me crazy legs oh my god now you're crazy <laughs> legs are you crazy legs were you there did you did you <laughs> did you dance in front of me and i didn't realize it was you oh, well you're the other crazy legs what do you mean crazy legs i guess I, i'm the other crazy legs. you're the other <laughs> Yeah, the crazy, crazy legs too. All right, do we have any more? Any more things? Uh, let's see. We had a uh, Paul was kind was saying uh, about the movie that Travolta would have ruined it. Yes, and, um, ruins was. most movies. And we had a uh, let's see. We had a uh, Michael Hugo saying that he loves the story behind Prince's symbol. Oh, 
uh, yes, I love that story too. Prince yeah. is like the first dude to be like, yo, you know, I feel like the, it's happening right now with Dave Chappelle, where it's like he's freaking out because Netflix is still playing his stuff because he, you know, a lot of these guys, they sign these, you know, shitty contracts with these label, you know, labels and record companies and you know, corporations. And yeah, and they do own you and they do, you know, like, you know, you take more than they should and, you know, all these things. And so, yeah, so I love the idea of it, too, where he's just like he was basically like, I'm not going to be enslaved by these companies. I'm going, you're not going to make money off of me if I do this. I thought it was the most brilliant punk rock, weird. I remember it being such a weird thing. Like, that's all we talked about, you know, was this symbol, you know, and it was just like, you know, what does it, what does it mean? And, 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 and then you can't say it because it's not a word. Like, it was this whole, that, that was a really cool time in, in music because it was just so bizarre. But at the same time, it was just like, you know, he was like, fuck you. You know, you're not going to take all my money. You know, I'm the artist. And, it, you know, it's time that the artist, you know, make more and get more instead of the corporations just draining everybody. And so, yeah, I thought the idea was, it was great. You know, just very, very rock and roll. Those get more rock and roll than that thing. And the first time you see that symbol is in Purple Rain. It's on the yeah. side of his bike. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love his guitar in Purple Rain. Such a cool guitar. That one at the end. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got there, Adam? It's phenomenal. Let's see. Uh, Mac not, Dave not says like my that... Listen. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent 15 minutes arguing about dancing. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Mac Dave saying that, uh, in his opinion, uh, he thinks uh, Prince's Super Bowl up there, if not the best performance at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and that's a great damn. one. Nobody's yeah. ever topped it. One. Nobody's ever topped it. It's phenomenal. Um, the Who the did pretty well, but the Prince but Springsteen. Springsteen also. I didn't like Springsteen's. It was like too late in his life. He's like too old to be sliding on the stage like that. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Jeff dancing, but um, yeah, I I love the Purple Rain one. He literally when Purple Rain when he starts playing Purple Rain, it starts raining. And he still plays in the fucking rain. Like there's there's nothing cooler than that image. There's like a little there's a thing on YouTube and they kind of document the whole thing and how it all happened and and he kind of winged the set list and the whole thing. And it's just phenomenal watching that. Phenomenal. That's how you use the word phenomenal when you're talking about Prince. And he's like just playing. Listen, he was a good dancer solo. too. Yeah, you, you had, can pay yourself. He was, he was, like, he was good. <laughs> he was good. He was just as good as I was. Are you kidding me? The reason he died is because you of his don't know dance. how good it was. Because he had a hip problems really and he good. had to take all that painkiller stuff. And that's why he ended up, like, <laughs> you're not a good, you're not a dancer like Prince, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back in the day. Back okay. in the day. All right. Glory days. Okay. We got you. And, and, and I kind of come, this off I come back. But that is the best halftime show ever. Prince, absolutely. That's a great. That's a great one. That's a great one. one. And, and and you guys also saw um, his at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. You know when he plays the lead in "Why My Guitar Gently Weeps" with all the you know with all those superstars. Oh, on and he throws the guitar up. You're like, where? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, Where's the guitar? Phenomenal. He just like throws it up, and like nobody knows where it is. He's <laughs> like, well, who got that? There's got to be some dude just waiting to, to to grab it. That is a good job. Like, what do you do? I grab Prince's guitar when he throws it up. <laughs> <laughs> that that was so that was cool. so good, right? All right. Anything else? Like Are we go into the one. new stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, actually, I actually have a, a cool little fun fact here. Yes. Um. The uh. So, darling Nikki, the strange distorted vocals that are at the end, they're actually, and this is at, during the uh, the sound of the rainstorm. It's actually an extra verse played backwards through a vinyl player, and uh, what what the lyrics are is. Hello, how are you? I'm fine because I know the Lord is coming soon. Coming, coming soon. Oh wow, some Jehovah mm. shit. Yep. And he just like, on the dirtiest track on the album too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> on the dirtiest. Yeah, that's 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 the weirdest combination of religion right. and almost like Trump. Like it's the weirdest combination of like you know Christianity and and that ridiculous thing he was doing. And then I think with Prince, it's like religion and you know this dirty music he was doing that's so weird like it doesn't I, even I, make sense i thought the more most religious track on on the album was uh i would die for you 
you yeah. know, because, you know, because he's, he, you know, is is like when he's, when he's talking, you know, uh, I wrote down the lyrics. Uh, if you're evil, I'll forgive you. I'm your Messiah. You know, is, is he talking about his love for a girl or is he more talking about religion? Is he, is he talking more about Jesus? Because he was a pretty religious guy himself. That's what we were saying. He's Jehovah dude. That was the yeah. whole point. So, so I'm just wondering, you know, what he's he was thinking about there. What do you guys think about that? Is is he is he pining for? I don't understand for a anything Prince does. I mean, that's what's great about him. Like, it's such a mystery. That's the thing. I don't think you can kind of like pin down anything Prince is trying to convey because it's Prince. That's what's you know. Look at this. That's Prince. Like he wants to confuse you. So I think that's why he does do stuff like that. It slips in religious stuff with dirty stuff. Like he, you know, that's what's great about him. It's a mystery. And he's a good dancer. Not like you, but he's all right. <laughs> Listen, you got Michael, you got uh, Prince, you got me. I mean, we're all, we're all ch children of the 80s. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm Phenomenal. A, I'm a, Get out of here. Listen, you, you, got, you, got to, you got to see it to believe it. I, I don't have to see it. It's still not phenomenal. You might, you might be all right for a big dude, but not phenomenal. Um, anyway, Adam, what else you got? Really we got to end the show soon. All right, let's see. Um, we got a uh, Jesse Dent asking if you ever saw Prince live. Yeah, these guys did. I saw the backup yeah, saw, band. <laughs> Where'd you see him? Adam? I saw the Revolution also at uh, Webster Hall, but I saw Prince at um, Izod. This was, I think, this was like 20, 2011, 2012. somewhere ah. around there. But he he did a, I think he did a few shows over there. I I saw him. Uh, I saw him live. At the, the in New York City, there used to be a place called the Palladium. It's now housing yes. dorms for mm -hmm. uh, NYU, and I saw him there for a benefit show. And then I was working—I forgot what gig it was, but it was you had Madison Square Garden. Then remember, like there was like the another theater in Madison Square Garden is like the uh, it used to be called the Felt Forum. Now I think it's called the Theater. The Theater, yeah. Okay, yeah. And it's a three thousand uh, seat theater, and I saw him there. But it was him. He did his whole set, but it was just like a warm up, like he was rehearsing. Nice. And so I was like one of like just a few people in yeah. there watching, and that was pretty cool as well. I'm very um, jealous. Yeah, I get to see uh, him live. Yeah, I never got a chance like to talk to him or like like hang with him or anything. But I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty special watching him on stage. I also I got to see I, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I told you that story where he came in the comedy club and like didn't leave a tip, and everybody was like, "Wow, yeah. that's crazy." <laughs> 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 that's my only experience of it really broke my heart i was like i just want to see a concert i don't want but the revolution was great and it was last year and um yeah it was cool because that's a talented band everybody was there the doctor was there and wendy and Lisa. everybody was you yeah. know it was uh it was a good time i thought they did a great job like they really um you know just kind of just play all those songs and kind of extended versions and stuff so it's a good yeah. definitely a good time i think they're still chance. together revolution. too I yeah. think one of the and they're good buddies. I've together. seen some videos and they're just all really good friends. Yeah. They're like, you can tell they really love each other. They're a good, good thing. And their, their story is interesting too, because they were kind of going with it when Prince was kind of, you know, doing these songs and stuff. And, and they say it's the opposite of what happened in um, the beginning of purple rain where, you know, it was just like, he didn't want to listen to their music. He said it was the opposite. All he wanted to do was listen to their music. He said he would always be like, Hey man, could you send me something? Like he was, <laughs> it was, it was the opposite. Like he always wanted people to kind of like collaborate with him. So it was kind of the opposite vibe of you know they had this mystery track that they that prince didn't want to hear it was like the opposite and he said you know they all they wanted was you know he just wanted music well one thing i think we could agree on is this is certainly one of the more iconic albums of all time right no you, it's all right with that no nah. you think it's, it's just okay it's overrated <laughs> Of course. That's what we said. It's Prince. It's Purple Rain. It's Purple Rain. <laughs> I'm trying to put a little pretty bow on this, you know, to, to, to wrap up this, uh, to wrap up There's this no segment. Bow. We still got Adam's segment. There's no yeah, after, bow. After I'm right, getting right. lambasted. I'm bow. It's not a dance. It's not a dance off. All right, Adam. <laughs> well, I want to go us. practice some moves after this. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll, we'll let you dance out. All right. What do you got? All right. So we have to do. So since it's Christmas, there's uh, not much new in terms of vinyl, but this okay. one, uh, this one looked pretty interesting. It's a tribute to Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the Moon. It's called Return to the Dark Side of the Moon. 
say uh, it's got uh, members of King Crimson, The mm. Doors, XTC, uh, Styx, Yes, and Asia, plus uh, Malcolm McDowell also on it, doing <laughs> wow. songs in the album. And when did Weird. that? When was that recorded? <laughs> <laughs> let me see it doesn't say it just says uh that's so weird just yeah just, i think it's just get dark side of the moon you don't need that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> adding mcdowell you know singing when, money like you're good just yeah yeah <laughs> just, you just took almost one of the most perfect albums of all time and there's a new album coming out for christmas oh look at that it's my look new album <laughs> the zoom album 2020 everybody um, it's available on iTunes and Amazon. It's I recorded an album during the pandemic and uh, it's my best work I've ever done as an artist. It's really good. It's funny. It's goofy. I talk about the pandemic. I talk about my life story, having grown up in a family strip club and biker babysitters and just dad getting arrested on family vacations and all kinds of ridiculous stuff. So my album, the Zoom album 2020 check it out it's good stuff um i hope you get it for christmas and gift it to other people and uh it's it's good stuff man we got to support artists and uh it's actually coming out on vinyl vinyl in january but uh, you can download it everywhere where they you buy music or stream music but buy it don't stream it because all the corporations make all the money every time you get on spotify you you know the artist loses money so buy the yeah. album get i'd like to I'd like to take a second just to congratulate you, Dustin. I mean, thanks, buddy. It, it, I think, you know, I am, you know, so, so proud of you. And it's so, you really are like, you know, listen, you can coach, not coach like in front of me, but be, it's because, you know, you, it really is very inspirational what you're doing with that. You know, it's like during a hard time, instead of sitting around and, 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 and feeling bad, you're creating and you're creating great stuff. And I just think it's, it's great. And I listen, people were listening and there are people, please support this. this is, it's really a great album. It's very, very funny. Um, I want the, I want a vinyl copy. I'm going to buy a vinyl copy. I want it autographed and I want, it, put, I want, you and I want to put it on my, uh, I got you. on my wall of fame. I got you. Know. you. I got you. I appreciate um, that, Jeff. And you know, I'm going to give your dancing a chance now because of that sincere <laughs> moment you had with me. I appreciate it. But I really am. I really am. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on your dancing anymore. That's how, no, that's how don't. nice that was. In fact, <laughs> so, when, we, when we're able to do like a real party, I will dance yeah, at the I'm party. I'm going to get a jacket. <laughs> team, team Jeff. And um, my, I'm going to get a new dancing jacket. I appreciate it man and for any artists that are out there um you know i don't know musicians or comedians or whoever's tuning in you know i, I think this is a time to kind of do those projects that maybe you felt like you know you didn't have the time to do or this particular thing was really important for me because i was becoming a comic i didn't like and you know i had a i had a very uh a comic who passed away this guy vic henley who's a great comedian and he once told me he said you know you're more interesting than your act. And so that stuck with me and it really drove me crazy. It was the last thing he actually, you know, said to me at one point. And so, um, so when I was doing this album, um, uh, you know, I was doing it kind of through zoom and stuff. I made sure that, you know, I really shared those moments of my life that, you know, aren't just trying to get the laugh. Like it's a, it's a whole nother experience about my childhood and kind of how I grew up. And, you know, I tried to bring those interesting elements to this, whereas opposed to, cause you know how it is, Jeff, when you're a comic, you get 45 minutes and then you just, use that 45 forever and you don't grow in the same freaking comic. And then you wonder why Bill Burr is so famous because he's producing material. And so it's like we, as artists, you got to produce content. And so I found a way to do it through zoom and uh, thanks to comedy hub and Twitch and Anthony Kaffer and comedy records, this thing came out and I love it. It's the zoom album, 2020 we're charting on iTunes. We're number five guys. You got to help me get to number one. So um, let's get it to number one. And uh, so I can brag and, you know, be phenomenal. Well, I loved what you guys, you, you should, you missed out on a good time last night. Dustin did um, a zoom release party. And he, he was telling some, and he was uh, telling some stories about it. And um, yeah, you know, you, you have my, I didn't say anything. I just was, I just was listening, taking it all in. And one of the things that I love that you said was like, you, you, uh, you went on all these zoom shows and you would do material and sometimes it wouldn't work. It would bomb. It would, but you kept forging ahead and, 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 and not being afraid to take risk. And I think not only with, with music or comedy or anything, people are so afraid of failing at something and you, you went out there and you, 
I mean, to me, that's what that's the part that I find to be very inspirational. Like, Thank not you, be afraid to fail, and then in it, you'll find something good. Yeah, and that's that's a way to that's a nice bow too, because you know, Prince was the artist that just did not give a shit and took so many risks. And I think that's a good way to end it with him. Because well, now you compare yourself to Prince? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, his guitar solos are all right compared to my punchlines. <laughs> his guitar solos have nothing on their punchlines. Thank you guys for listening in. Thank you for commenting in on Prince's Purple Rain. Uh, we hope that uh, you experience Purple Rain again. Um, it's one of those albums that I was happy that I revisited it. It's such a great album. Still holds up to this day. It's really cool. And uh, so, yeah, thank you guys. And uh, if you want to like reach out to us, um, you can uh, like our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page, uh, Dustin's Vinyl. We need some more followers on there. And feel free to hit us on messages, any albums you want us to cover, any, you know, stuff like we would love to have some interaction with you guys thank you so much and buy my album the, the zoom album 2020 that's a lot of fun thank you so much everybody thanks jeff thanks adam this is a good show i'm gonna go put on my purple leather pants and like you know we're gonna have a dance off soon we're gonna do it for charity <laughs> merry christmas guys the jeff and dustin happy happy holidays merry christmas guys thank you 